front of talking, top rope walking, ultimate exit, serious flexing, never be vague with your boy Craig, and opinion mixing from Pete to Nixon, keep doing things in an impactful way, bloody nonsense as the Brits say, talking bloody nonsense. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the M-I-C, Craig, a.k.a. Mr. Impact. Uh, joined as ever by the one and only Peter Nixon, this is Talking Bloody Nonsense, episode 11, right here on the TNA IW channel. It's a new week, it's a new impact, but first things first, Nixon, how's it going? Well, it's, uh, you know, we, we record this on a Wednesday, it's currently half time at Anfield and Norwich are 2-0 down in the FA Cup. Um, I'm going to keep the game on in the background, so if you see me do this at any point, um, something's happening at Anfield. Um, I'll keep you updated on the score. Um, not that you you'll need my update because it will be a day old uh, when this goes out. But um, yeah, otherwise, fine and dandy, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, all good. Uh, literally just come down with a cold, so not the greatest start, but it's, it's okay. Just a cold, is it? Yeah. Just, just a cold, yes. Okay. It's focusing in, in the nose, so I know it's a cold. Right. But, yeah, just been... I've, I watched the uh, Tinder Swindler, as you suggested. Oh, you did? What did you, you think of it? <sighs> I mean, <laughs> just, just wow. <laughs> what a douchebag, right? Yeah, it's insane, but that's the world. I can't believe he's uh, he's a free man. And he's out there just living his best life still. It's unbelievable. It's it's batshit. And, and those poor girls are having to pay back all that money. They're still in debt. Yeah, it, it's completely, completely batshit. That, oh, that was a massive spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen Tinder Swinger. It's been out for like, what, a month now? Yeah, true. It's not a spoiler at this point. Nah. Uh, as you, uh, I think. For those of you who just heard the notifications, uh, that was our uh, TNIW Twitter group. Yes, yeah, that, that was that was the buzzing of my phone. Yeah, at the same time on both my mind as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, the Power Rankings Committee, if you'd like to join the Power Rankings Committee, then just hit one of us up from the channel and we'll add you in. Uh, so you can decide who, who should be number one in the Power Rankings for each week on Impact. But anywho, we have a lot to discuss with this being a Sacrifice Weekend. But before we get into Sacrifice and everything coming up this week on Impact, I want to almost take us back in time to for the British wrestling fans and the British wrestling scene. Because I recently watched a few clips and a few matches, old school matches, other likes of uh, Giant Haystacks, Big Daddy, uh, uh, Pat Roach, Klondike Kate, the Klondike Brothers, some big, big personalities, and how the fans watching and how the people watching and how times have changed in British wrestling. Because, you know, you go back and you look at all the old clips, you have women in the front row hitting the wrestlers with their handbags. You have just, and also, they also pointed out, made a point of, that. uh, there was more women in attendance for shows than there were men in some cases, which so you don't we say that a lot now. So 
I want to yeah, get your, your thoughts on it because in, in the comments it seems to be a lot of people saying that was better then, this was better then. Now, I've, I've gone back and forth on this quite a few times because it's almost like when, when you look at the wrestlers then, they certainly had big, they certainly had big personalities and they were part of mainstream TV over here. You know, you look, particularly Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks and of course, uh, <clears throat> Pat Roach, bomber for as you don't know from Arby's and Pat here in the UK, which great comedy if you can call it a comedy. But yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah, so it, it was definitely more mainstream than it is today. But obviously, there's the big difference in if the social media trend of you don't really need to be on TV to be over. I want to get your thoughts on just what the scene was considering like all the. The buzz around the big, the big names, and to where it is now. Because it's been very much up and down with British wrestling, but it seems to be steadying and slowly rising again. So I want to get your thoughts on where it was now, where it was then, and kind of where it is now. Your take on old school British wrestling is. Well, where do you start? It's a massive subject. Um, the way I picture old school British wrestling, you had two different types of of wrestlers and two different types of matches. Um, you had the big characters like Big Daddy, Haystacks, Cat Weasel, Bomber Pat Roach, people like that. You also had your wrestlers, Johnny Saint, Kid McCoy, Dynamite Kid, people like that. Um, what you know, you said about um, you know, women in the crowd with their with their handbags, getting really riled up by the the villains like uh, Jim Brakes, people like that. You know, old school fantastic villains that could really, you know, they were hilarious if you go back and watch them now, knowing that, you know, knowing what we know about wrestling these days. Jim Brakes was brilliant at getting under your skin, really riling up, you know, the old women in the crowd. Um, and you you still see aspects of that at shows today, especially um, more sort of, uh, I don't know if old school is the word, but um, companies like WAW that, that still present their product as more of a, a sporting event. You know, um, people, you know, people still believe um, in a lot of cases and uh it's because of that you know the old school world of sport days that people you know really bought into it um what i what i remember about you know going back and watching the old footage of world of sport because i think it went off the air the year i was born so unfortunately i wasn't um able to watch it as it happened but uh you know being able to you know youtube's a wonderful thing uh, going back and watching all the old stuff, uh, the wrestling matches didn't contain a lot of psychology. It was a sporting event, you know. It was great wrestling, and it was wrestlers trying to to outwit each other with their wrestling. But you see, you saw a lot of repetition, um, a lot of you know, really, you know obviously choreographed wrestling moves but not a lot of psychology zero selling um and 
the way the business has evolved, especially for British wrestling, um, you know, British wrestling is very much influenced by American wrestling these days. You don't see a lot of that old school style. Um, you know, we've talked about it before in the past. Um, that old school style is kind of dying out, but people want to see something different. So what's old is new again. If a wrestler can come along that can be a master of that old school style, but still mix in, you know, the psychology and um, the, you know, the high spots and the crowd interaction, you know, aspects of American wrestling, you can, can combine those two. You've got a wrestler that can really thrive on today's scene. And the only person that really comes to mind that has mastered this sort of hybrid style is Zack Sabre Jr. And he's really doing well with it. Unfortunately, you don't see him as much over here these days. He's based in Japan. You know, good for him. He's he's doing great with it. Um, I don't really know what else to say on it. I've gone on a, off on a massive tangent, as we always do. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my, my thoughts, my immediate thoughts on the subject. Um, what what are your thoughts on the old school British stuff, Craig? And then we you know we can revisit what I've missed. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about uh, companies still keeping up that traditional old school uh, style of mentality of wrestling. And one promotion for me springs to mind. It's a uh, PWL called Pro Wrestling Live. They're based in in the Black Country, and I mean they've got a show coming up where they've gone proper, properly old school. Like the poster, old school poster, uh, the rules, like it's, I believe it's, I think most rest of the matches were two out of three falls. Like they started first two out of three falls. Yeah, and it and was uh, three minute rounds? Yes. Yeah, ten like ten three minute rounds? Yeah, so, and it's uh, <clears throat> a great, uh, a veteran of British wrestling, uh, Mad Dog Max, who doesn't, Yes, I get much appreciation for stuff he's done, particularly in the Black Country in West Midlands. He's great, and he's facing uh, Doug Williams. Mm. So it should be a a great because they both have similar styles, and since that, uh, they've grown up on the old school wrestling, but they've also been around and they picked up the current style of wrestling and can do it back, do it well. So <clears throat> I mean, that means it's been for me because on that on their roster, one half of their current tag team champions is Scrubby Daly. Like and their former uh, Peter Well, great British champion, is um, the Rock and Roll Express, Bob Barrett. Yeah, Blondie Barrett. They got some proper old school wrestlers on there, and the Scrubber Daily, like Scrubber Daily, came out. There were some like fans around, and they 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 were booming because they believed it was still real. Like, it's a couple. Um, it's uh, at my first ever Peter Well show. Uh, one of the wrestlers, I think they legitimately were hurt, but I obviously I can't be sure because it's wrestling. They could be really hurt or they could be selling it. So, mm. but I was having a conversation with someone at the bar and said, "Do you reckon it really hurts?" And I'm, I'm, I'm I haven't been there personally, but I'm pretty sure it does really hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know it's it's wood and steel. So I'm pretty sure that hurts. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was just. It's fascinating things. I've I've never really experienced that before. Like every time I've been to a wrestling show before that, like everyone there kind of already knew. Like it, 
they know what it's about, but they still want to they still want to enjoy it and get involved, which I'm all about. And um, I was having a conversation again. I a separate PWL show, and um, they uh, I was talking with one of the referees, and someone else came in and joined the conversation. I'm talking about again, like, oh, is it actually real? Which again, you you don't hear that much because everyone kind of knows. Again, people know that it's what what's all about. So to hear that aspect of stuff. Or another supposed to mind, my uh, my third eldest sister, she wasn't a wrestling fan, but she's uh, for two straight months now she's been to kamikaze shows. She had she never liked wrestling before, never watched wrestling before, but she went to kamikaze shows twice and re- really enjoyed them, got into them. And it was it's uh, it's interesting dynamic because um, Doris and uh, the last show um, it got hurt. Is uh, facing Chris Ridgeway and like hurt his knee, and I was telling her that oh um, she's got a, he's got to go and wrestle in Cambridge later now, so he'll probably leave him straight away now. And she went, how's, how's he going to wrestle when he's already hurt his knee? Like I, part of me wants to tell her, but part of me doesn't. Like she's an adult, so she should understand. But like it's, I wish I could feel that way about wrestling, and that's how it was back then. So when we go to how it is now. Like, uh, there's a lot of amazing, fantastic wrestlers on this scene. And actual wrestlers who understand, like, like I said, adopting the American style a bit more. We had our own style, that got taken. Then we tried to find another style, like uh, the uh, the tribute shows. Mm. Like, uh, like a random bingo hall somewhere or in the back of a casino, maybe, or in a pub. You get Kane and Undertaker and DX. <laughs> Obviously, and they 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 literally were cosplay shows. So, <clears throat> but see where it is now. Uh, it obviously if WS was before my time, well, the sport was way way before my time. But again, I I know the backstory of it. You you hear these wrestlers' names and you know who they are because they they almost transcended wrestling of that time. Particularly uh, Big Daddy, who was just a star everywhere he went. Like uh, even after he retired wrestling, he was still shown on TV. But then wrestling kind of got saw as something bad and something negative, so it was taken out of mainstream. Which obviously very unfortunate because it was right when it was mainstream. But to see where it is now is very cool because you have some some of the very very best wrestlers in the world and but i think every, I, I go to kamikaze or i go to a rev pro show and it, everyone is fantastic i can't pick up a bad wrestler like that everyone can put on fantastic matches and in, in everywhere on the card against anyone so even the youngsters have put on great matches when like three or four years in, they can still go. So it's interesting to see where it all is now. But like my brother-in-law says that wrestling was better when it was Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. And I, and again, he said it was fake, which uh, as, as a fan that annoys me, I can't imagine what's like as a wrestler hanging around. <laughs> it's fake. I can only imagine. So 
like, I was saying that, but these, like, you mentioned like Big Daddy and Jack Haystacks, they're the only two we can mention though. Like, so it's one of those things. I said, the wrestlers we're going to see tonight would arguably out-wrestle them, those two. As characters and as, like, you know, like, large-in-life characters, like, they're, they're the best. But these wrestlers can out-wrestle them in any era. I mean, there's a, there's a few who maybe would stand up in this era, like uh, Johnny Saint or um, potentially ro- ro- Rollable Rocco. You know, so you've got a few there who can... Who would who maybe could transcend in this era if they were if they started in this era? But it's, it is interesting the fact that there are still a few who try to keep that old school mentality, but it's it is slowly fading away in the sense that you you've got these wrestlers who they don't need to be on TV every week, even though obviously it would help and they obviously the money was probably a big bonus in that. But you can you can get over on, on social media. You, you can get over by posting a, a clip on YouTube. You don't need the exposure that they used they used to have. So it's interesting to see where it is now. And see, British wrestling has taken dips here and there. And I would argue, if you feel the same, that um, Impact kind of had a a pretty big part in getting the British wrestling back up. When British came around, it was kind of, it was still there, but I didn't know about it. I had no clue those, you could actually go watch wrestling in in like a town hall or somewhere. But I, used, I, I knew that you could back in like the 70s or whatever. Because my nan used to go. And my nan doesn't like wrestling. <laughs> she, well, she didn't like wrestling. So it's, like a show in, in Malvern or something. Just randomly, because there's nothing else on. So it's it's interesting because yeah, but a short take on the on maybe impact helping the scene get back up to another level to help it build more and more to where it is currently. I need to advance on a, a few points you made just then. So um, when uh, when people say is it real? Oh no, no, it's all fake and it? it's all choreographed. You know, you rehearse all the moves and that. Maybe it's choreographed. Maybe it, you know, we do it on the fly. You know, who's to say? But uh, as far as being fake, that is the worst word you can use when you're talking to a wrestler. And I hear it every day. Um, but broken arm, held to get with metal, broken um, scapula, shoulder blade, broken scaphoid, scarred for life there and there. Um, yeah. It, it hurts um, and it has affected my life forever. Um, so I, I work in a pub. I'm, uh, I run a pub called the Portland Arms in Cambridge, cheap plug. Um, when people, when customers find out that I'm a wrestler, the two names I hear more, no, not more often than not, every single fucking time, Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks. It's like they're the only two wrestlers that ever existed. Yeah, and, and you know, I I sound like I'm annoyed about it, but uh, you know, fair play to them. They obviously made an impression on um, you know the British public in the '80s. But when um, when you go back and and actually look at it, Big Daddy's run was like two years. 
and they've they only had a, a couple of matches, Daddy and Haystacks, but they they build they build to them, and they were big draws. I think they wrestled at Wembley, uh, the yeah. old uh, Wembley um, Arena. Yeah, but yeah, Daddy's run was like two years, um, and he only got to that point because his brother Max Crabtree was the promoter. Um, also, from what I understand, Shelly Crabtree, Big Daddy, was a prick. Um, really, you know, he had to be um, nice to the kids when he met him, obviously. But when he got backstage, he was a right dickhead. Um, I obviously can't verify that. Unfortunately, Big Daddy's no longer here to defend himself. Um, but yeah, I, I hear those names every single day. And I, I long for a point where I hear Johnny Saint, Jim Brakes, um, you know, the rollable Rocco, people like that. Um, you brought up the uh, the tribute shows. Um, I used to go to WAW shows back uh, when I was in my teens, um, early teens, and they uh, Ricky Knight used to do the Legend of Doom. He was Road Warrior Animal. Um, we had UK Undertaker, and uh, my friend Bruce. Um, who used to wrestle. I think he, he wants to make a comeback. I'd love to see him make a comeback because he was great. Um, he used to wrestle as Bash. Um, you know, look up his stuff because he, he was a lot of fun. Um, but he was UK Kane. Um, and uh, Kirk, um, who wrestles as hot stuff, he was X-Pac. Oh, no, Sex-Pac. Sex-Pac. <laughs> You know, and they wrestled in front of packed houses because, you know, American wrestling, the, the Attitude Era, was huge, even over yeah. here. Um, so they could play to packed houses every night of the week. Um, so, you know, during this period where the British wrestling has essentially died um, and American wrestling is all you can see on British television why wouldn't you make the most of it and and do these tribute shows because they made a lot of money doing it yeah so to answer your um your point about impact wrestling about tna bringing british wrestling back to the forefront i think it's absolutely correct um because for a while for a long time wwe was the only show in town especially when you look at you know from a british point of view so when tna got its uh tv deal on bravo then moved over to challenge um it was more readily available uh for british you know tv watchers uh, because you know wwe was on sky sports at the time um you couldn't watch it i mean there was a, a short period where they were on channel four on a sunday um we yeah. got heat we didn't get raw or smackdown we got heat you know, that's how much WWE thought of us. Um, yeah. And WCW was on Channel 5 for a while, but then, of course, they went bust. And that was just a like a recap package of Nitro and Thunder. That was a lot of fun. Um, side note, um, if you ever watched the old school Batman, 1966, Adam West, um, WCW Worldwide, shown on uh, Channel 5 over here, they used to do, you know, with weapon shots, you know how WWF like pants the crowds. He didn't see the chair shots. 
WCW would put the big pow kabram graphics in front of the weapons, which is uh, a lot of fun for me being a big Batman fan. Yeah. Um, another tangent. I do apologize. Um, but yeah, when uh, you know, I've spoken about it before, when TNA toured over here the first time, I went to see them at uh, Brentwood in Essex. And they said, you know, next time we're coming back, we're coming to the um, Manchester Evening News Arena, you know, Birmingham um, Arena, I think it was already, NEC, you can't remember. And we're going to do Wembley. I said, Boric, so you're going to fill Wembley. And sure enough, I went to Wembley um, six months later and there's 8,000 people there. So, yeah, it was very important, especially uh, when TNA was showcasing British wrestlers like Doug Williams, like uh, Nick Aldis. Um, yeah. And then they had Johnny Moss on one of the shows wrestling Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah, it was very important for, for British wrestling. And it, it meant that um, shows like ICW and Progress could then go to these arenas like the hydro in glasgow and wembley and you know sell a lot of tickets there because tna had already built that market up um so yeah there's a lot of very important stuff tna has done um you know so go on sorry i was just gonna say that uh, reminds me of uh grado first like probably came to tna that he said that oh his dream is to wrestle in the hydro in Glasgow mm. and they hadn't actually done that of ICW at this point but a few years later ICW goes to the high show and have and greater wins the full title there. which you know if I think Mick Foley's referee or something that's right was, yeah so TNA Impact they've always cared about British wrestling British wrestling fans and a lot of that credit has to go to JB oh massively JB was a big advocate for British wrestling and, and uh, British fans and TNA Impact, they were running the same venues as WWE over here. And I don't think, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not too familiar on WCW whether they're, I, I know they came over here. I don't know how, how big of a deal it was. But I mean, let's just say, um, yeah, that's right off there. But British wrestling has changed, it's developing, which is a good thing. And we, but it's still, some people out there like like Doug, Doug Williams and like I mean Scrubber Daily I think he's like in his uh, uh, mid seventies now and he's a tag team champion <laughs> and I yeah he's I mean he's lost he lost, he lost a lot of weight like he's he's not as big as he once was but for a character like that you don't need to be you don't need to be moving around or like because he's got a character mm. and like people. Old school fans know him, and now new new school fans they get to know him. I'm booing the crap out of him. So, oh wow, we've already been talking on that one for quite some time. We've nearly got half the show. So, okay, I think now we will move on now because that was I think a good good conversation to have, and one I've never wanted to have for a while. So now we'll move on to for the Impact fans now, and we'll start off with our first subheading. Um, it's sacrifice this Saturday. Uh, Impact Plus, Impact Insiders. And fights for 9.99 with alternative commentary again from Tracy Brooks, So Calvell, and Tara. So again, I can't order it because I've already got the uh, insiders. So just 
can't can't waste money. But I wanna I definitely want to check that one out if I can. But yeah, um, so sacrifice we have. We just let's, we'll just go through the card and give our thoughts on the card so far because it's I said off camera or off out of, out of not off camera but away from the from before we start recording that sacrifice almost crept up on me. I didn't I wasn't expecting it mm. quite. But here we are. It's this weekend, and we have uh, for the Impact World Championship. We had Moose versus Heath, which has been uh, a lot of contention towards that, but we'll get to that. Uh, finally, it's the influence versus inspiration. Uh, it's Jonah versus PCO. Violent by Design versus the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. It's either Chelsea Green or Tasha Steels versus Mickey James for the Knockouts World Championship. I assume we're going to have a champ champ challenge, but hasn't been announced. Maybe they won't announce it, but I assume we'll get one. Uh, it's Trey versus Jake something for the Exodus Championship. Eddie Edwards is facing Rhino, and Jay White is facing Alex Shelley. I hope I haven't missed any there, but that's the card so far. What's your thoughts on it, and what sticks out to you straight away as a match? To um, watch? From watching No Surrender and the previous um, plus specials. You know they they jam these shows with lots of matches because they don't um, fill the time with um, with talking. It's a lot of action on an Impact Plus special, so you can get away with doing nine or ten matches really, especially with the pre-show as well. Um, so I, I expect there will be more matches announced on Impact. Um, but yeah, it should be another really fun show, um, and I think it's going on a bit earlier, so it doesn't um, go up against. AEW Revolution? Oh no, Revolution is on Sunday, isn't it? So I'm guessing it'll be normal time. Oh, it's Sunday morning for us. Saturday, Monday morning for AEW. Right, yes. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm guessing it'll be the 12.30am the start with the pre-show over here. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and stay up for it. Um, no guarantees. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, Jonah and PCO is one I'm really looking forward to. Uh, that should be, you know, a slugfest, heavy, you know, hard-hitting match. Um, and you know I love PCO. Um, and Jonah has been, has been great in his role. Um, you know, <laughs> Jeff has been talking about it on the mothership. Uh, I don't know how long Jonah's sticking around, but he's he's been great, and you know, I hope he sticks around longer. But I, I won't be offended if he uh, if he dips in and out. No. Jay White and Alex Shelley, um, like you said, a bit out of nowhere. Um, but uh, yeah, that should be a really cool wrestling match. You got a lot of things to satisfy a lot of people's tastes. On the show, you got potentially three women's matches, um, four if they do one on the pre-show as well. Um, you got the X Division title match, which should be a lot of fun. Um, world title. I know people have been negative towards Heath getting a title match, but Moose needs to get high-profile victories under his belt yeah. in this title reign, which I assume is going to go to Bound for Glory. I can't see it ending before then and Heath is a big name you know um, high profile 
the uh, I Got Kids thing on WWE was huge business. You know, he sold a lot of shirts um, and he was massive, really popular. So yeah. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't offend me whatsoever that Heath is getting a title match. I'm, I'm sure the match will be fine. Probably not match of the year. But yeah, I'm certainly not against it. I don't know about you. I'm I'm all for it. Like, I I get it. Like, again, this because it's it's came out of nowhere, and Heath's momentum got stalled a lot, which is obviously wasn't his fault. No, but it didn't help because obviously I, I assume it was going to be Heath and Rhino winning the tag team titles after Battle for Glory, something like that. But obviously Heath unfortunately uh, got uh, suffered from a hernia in the. Uh, Bound for the what's it called again? Put the call your shot gauntlet. Like they used to call it the bound for glory or the gauntlet for gold, whatever it was. So yeah. I get confused sometimes. <laughs> but so so I, I don't mind. I'm all for it. Heath, he, he came in first match was against Moose. Cool that he's getting a world title shot because I think the only world title shot Heath got was in the when the when the WWE title was on, the, was on the line of the Royal Rumble. I think that's the only time Heath has necessarily been in with the shelf winning a title. Mm. So, I, I don't mind. You know, Moose almost needs a palate cleanse. It's gone through this long feud with Morrissey, and then Josh Alexander before that. So, it's almost like a, a palate cleanser. You, no, one's think, no, one's, no one's thinking he's going to win, unfortunately, because he just hasn't... He's in and out a bit, obviously... Recently wasn't his fault either because COVID, that dastardly COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind it. it. Apart from that, the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, Johnny versus PCO should be good. If influence was inspiration, I've almost. It, if this if this doesn't happen this time, scrap it. Yeah. If it doesn't happen where it didn't happen this time. Scrap the match because you know it's not going to happen. Yeah, the match is snake bit. If it doesn't go on at sacrifice, it's snake bit, and we're yeah. never see it. Just, just, just scrap it. I mean, again, it's not again. It's not. It's not down to the rest. It's down to COVID again. But I think it, if it doesn't happen now, just don't bother. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'd like to see them this match make Caleb the referee for it. I think that'll make it a bit different. And see where his lord is lying, all that. Yes. That would keep people guessing, at least, because I think it's fairly obvious that the inspiration will retain. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that would add um, a, a nice little hook for the match. Right, and it's because it, it kind of needs something. And because waiting it, waiting on it for what since Hard to Kill first yeah. happened, right? Mm. That's a long time. <laughs> I, think they've, I think they've announced it. Four times now. That's a match like that. Yeah, it's so go on uh, on impact, then um, meant to be on no surrender. So yeah, this will be the fourth time. Yeah, so let's just get it done. I'm I'm not that interested in it anymore. The Caleb things added a bit more to it, but not enough for me to be. Oh, this match is going to be great because it just because it's supposed to happen. Has happened it for a while again. Um, yeah, we've got. Uh, Shelly versus Jay White. I thought they were going to do something last week on Impact to work it in, work, work, work something, but it's not. It's just a match that's going to happen. 
be a great match, but nothing. In you've got the added thing of Shelley being Jay White's mentor and trainer, so that's a cool aspect to it. I like that type of stuff. But to be banging match, um, yeah. VBD versus the Good Brothers again, cool. If it's I think it's EY and Doring. Yeah, which I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Uh, um, we're looking for that. Um, uh, that mix of the two. Let that's those two in it. Whatever that combination. That's what looking for. Yeah, I, I'm weirdly um, enjoying the combination of. Uh, the big LG and Joe Doring. Yeah, I think, I, I, you know, as a team, they were fun. Um, Brothers yeah. by Design, or whatever they were called. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing those two go at it in a in a tag team situation. Yeah, it should be a cracking card. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, will, I guarantee there'll be more matches announced because that's only okay, that's eight matches. So. Maybe they add one more, maybe two to the pre-show. I'm slightly worried in the fact that every time they've gone to the Davis Arena, the signal's kind of been a bit crap for the shows. Sacrifice, I think it was two years ago, like Ace Austin tried to do the standard math promo, he didn't have a microphone, and, mm. and it just didn't work. Same with uh, Throwback Throwdown. Yeah. bit packed from there, so I'm a bit worried about that. But Friday, everything goes well, and Impact used their um, production team, a little one from OEW. Mm. Maybe then it will go a bit better. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the Davis Arena isn't a, a great building. It's not very big. They can do yeah. better. I, I don't know why they're yeah. doing it there. I guess because it's easy. Yeah, I think Sacrifice is the only one. Is it is the only thing taking place at the Davis Arena? I think they're going somewhere else for the TV tapings. Oh, okay. So I hope that's the case. I believe mm. that's the case. I think it's, it's some sort of pavilion. I think right. um, uh, Moose and Mickey James are doing uh, pr- promo work for it. So I assume I, I get why they use the Dav- they use the Davis Arena because obviously OVW is still technically their developmental, mm. which I think they've started to finally take notice of because. I think it's Aria Fox. Uh, Moose and Mickey James went to OVW last week, and I think it's the right Aria Fox. I'm butchering the name. I apologise. Uh, he's got a Impact World Title match at these set of tapings. Okay. So I'm I'm all for that. So yeah, it should be decent decent pay per view. Fingers crossed, no uh, technical technical issues. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. It should be a cracking card. So now we move on to our second subheading, and it's the impact re pre re re pre review. Uh, we had uh, Moose this last week's impact. We had Moose opening the show to be challenged by Heath. Moose saying how every person he steps in the ring with has changed and not for the better. Although I disagree with Matt Cardona not changing for the better. I think that one is a bit of a stretch because Matt Cardona has changed for the better. That was cool. Uh, the impact guys. Uh, backstage to meet, to meet Heath. Got them all telling them that you can't, by under no means, by any means necessary, you can't put your hands on Eddie because he wants to hear what what Eddie has to say at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. They agree, but uh, Scott Moore then gave Rhino a match with Eddie at, at Sacrifice coming up. So we'll see. Um, 
in Scotland Moors then then approached I don't know Moors they were making making their way in a nice little thing from uh, Mike, Mike Bennett and, and Moose like yeah okay, I know you I like that I liked the, the pairing of those two um, from back like six years ago I thought they were quite a good pairing and then they did um, a blow-off match on one of the one night only shows one of, one of the live one of the only ever live one night only shows and it yeah. was cracking really good match so yeah, i hope to match. see more interaction with those two I, I like the continuity jeff mentioned it on the ship on the, on the mothership but yes yeah, it's, it's continuity and i like it because more for that um then we had the opening match it was Matt Cardona defeated Jordan Grace for the digital media to retain the digital media world championship in a dot combat match, which was just yeah. Um, uh, the inspiration and influence continued continue, continue their feud. Uh, Cassie Lee slapped Madison Rayner in the face, leading to a uh, a singles match coming up this week on Impact. Which if you follow me on Twitter, you probably noticed that I saw that I, I tweeted out that. I want to see more TV matches from the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Have done, I think they've had three TV matches, I believe. I think that's about yeah. it since they've, since they've arrived. So if, I want to see more. I'm glad we're getting something else. Um, yeah, then we had uh, Bupinda Gurja defeat John Schuyler, uh before with Brian Myers on alternative commentary uh, before W. Morrissey came out and attacked Brian Myers. And then beat the hell out of John Skyler. Dion Perazzo in the Champ Champ Challenge defended against Lady Frost for the Triple Eight Rene Derainers, which uh, Dion Perazzo won before Giselle Shaw came out to steal the spotlight. Uh, Jonah defeated Zicky Dice before uh, then a post match attack by Jonah. Jonah heads backstage. Gail Kim says, You can't do that. Jonah says, I want a bigger challenge. Fine, you get Jonah next week at Sacrifice. Cool. PCO. Uh, main event. Yeah. PCO. What did I say? You said Jonah. Okay. Okay. Jonah gets PCO at Sacrifice. Yeah. There's nothing up there, apparently. Um, <laughs> in the main event match, we had OGK and Kenny King of Honor No More defeating the soldiers, William Mack and Rich Swan and Chris Sabin. Before Eddie Edwards came out to make his explanation, uh, Eddie explained why he did it because Impact didn't give him a chance to win the World Title back when AEW were over there. Which, like, it's supposed to be a heel turn, and I, I that wasn't that wasn't very heelish from Eddie because it was spot on. Uh, and then Alicia uh, Edwards came out. Uh, apparently, I mean, yeah, Alicia came out, and this Eddie said, "This is my family now." You're, you can come or you don't, or whatever. Yeah, uh, get your thoughts on that. I think the main focus probably was the Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Edwards explanation. But yeah, we should, we should take on that because, I mean, Don Peraza and Lady Frost had a banging match. Yeah, sorry, my attention was diverted then because it's 2 1 at Anfield with uh, 15 minutes left. Um, so come on, you arrows. On the ball, yeah. City. Um, Anyone, Anyone but Liverpool. <laughs> Anyone but Liverpool. Uh, I got a soft spot for Liverpool. I wouldn't be offended if they go and win the FA Cup, but good old Norwich. So I want to start by talking about BTI. Um, I'm wearing my Ace Austin shirt representing today. 
Um, so the match on BTI this week, was, or last week, was um, Ace Austin and Speedball Mike Bailey versus Jake Something and Trey Miguel. And what a hell of a tag team match. Unbelievable. Um, and I think there's two reasons, two possible reasons the match was so good. Um, one, uh, they wanted to, the four wrestlers wanted to show Scott Demore and Impact Management we shouldn't be on BTI. This match should be on the main show. Um, either that or Scott Demore said to him, "You got we're building BTI. We want this to be must see television. You know, as well as Impact Wrestling. So if you go go out and have a banging match, people." Well, more people will tune into BTI, and that's probably the intention. Um, yeah. You know, go out and have an absolute classic and get more eyes on BTI, and they did a hell of a job in doing that, and I was very impressed. Um, and cool to see Ace Austin pick up a win on the number one contender, because that builds. I know it's fifty-fifty booking, which uh, I don't really care, <laughs> you know. Um, it just builds more challenges for the X Division title because the, the number one contender just lost to Ace Austin. So, you know, if Jake's something, um, you know, if he beats Trey Miguel or if he doesn't, Ace Austin has a legit uh, claim to be the next challenger. So, yeah, it makes sense to me. But I know some people don't like 50-50 booking. Um, so where to start on impact? Uh yeah, uh, Dion Perazzo and Lady Frost had a really good match. Um, I think we'll probably see Giselle Shaw versus Lady Frost on Sacrifice. Yeah, I'm guessing the, the countdown. But yeah. yeah, I think that's a, a good match for that show. Um, Lady Frost is someone that I never really knew existed until she popped up on Impact. But she's so impressive. You know, the stuff she does in the ring and just her look in general, she stands out uh, more so than any other knockout, in my opinion. You know, from from the gimmick to the hairstyle to the outfit to the moves she does, you know, I think she's a future champion. I yeah. honestly do. Um, whether they, they bring in someone to team with her and she goes for the knockouts tag titles or even, you know, go for the main championship, the knockouts world championship. I, I see her getting that at some point. Sure. Um, yeah, cool to see Jonah um, destroy Zicky Dice. Um, I really liked. Um, I won't, you know, I weren't offended by the Bupinda Gujar versus John Skyler match. John Skyler still doesn't do it for me, I'm afraid. But um, yeah, cool to see the the W Morrissey Brian Myers thing carrying on because it gives them yeah. both something to do, you know, in this transitional period for them. Um, and then, yeah, the main event was a lot of fun. The the six man tag um, ended a bit abruptly, but uh, you know it was all to build up for the best promo Eddie Edwards has ever cut, and that led on to the best piece of business Alicia has been involved with. I thought those two knocked it out of the park. Absolutely yes. fantastic stuff. Um, and it obviously came from the heart for Eddie because he should have been getting those opportunities 
at the at the world title when Kenny Omega was the champion. Um, yes. Yeah. So he he obviously, I mean, he probably didn't voice his displeasure at the time. Um, I doubt he was really offended, but he it gave him some ammo for that promo, and I felt he, you know, he just smashed it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, overall, I wouldn't say it was the um, most eventful episode of Impact in the last few months because Impact has been, you know, incredible since you know just before Hard to Kill. You know, this year basically Impact has been fantastic, and it was a really good episode. Again, not quite as eventful as the pre- the previous episodes, but still really really good. Um, still building up um, to to the future shows what you know which is it what you know which is the job of the weekly television to build up to the next pay-per-views um yeah they're just carrying on doing a cracking job every week it makes me excited for thursday night every week yeah they they are they are smashing it and that promo from eddie just like that he's supposed to he's supposed to be a heel turn for eddie but that was very I understand it, and I, I still back him because of it. Mm. Like, I'm still pissed off he did it, but like I wanted Eddie to be the one to, to beat um, Kenny Omega. I really did, but I understand. But again, I can understand they're going with Moose and Sami and all that. So I I understand it because Eddie was the champion at the start of all that. Mm. And the fact that Eddie beat Kenny in a tag team match on Impact but never got a shot at the title. I wonder if that's long-term story building um, or, you know, just um, a happy coincidence. But still, you know, bringing up that fact was, you know, masterful, in my opinion. It was great. And, yeah, I feel very sorry for Zicky Dice. Because he finally got an entrance, he finally got his show show some personality. Yeah, he's got a video screen. Yeah, and just gets squashed by Jonah, literally and figuratively. Just even after the match, he gets squashed. That tsunami, ha, jays. I tell you what, it just looks like a. I mean, it obviously looks savage. It looks like it really hurts, but um, knowing how to take a move like that, it looks quite comfortable. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. I, I I wouldn't want to take it, but I'm not wrestling, so who knows? But yeah, um, OGK and Kenny King, Woody Mack and Sabin Swan, cool match. I like I like I like the proton proton pack finisher. I think that's a great finishing move. The Broton pack. Yeah, I don't mind the move, but the name is a bit corny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that, but I thought it was a good move. I, I do like the name. It gives me a little like, a bit of a nerdy pop. But, yeah, but um, what, what about them? What about OGK screams Ghostbusters? That's bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally just to pop themselves. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I mean, so, every wrestler does it. I, I do it. You know, my uh, one of my finishes ever since my very first match as Peter Nixon, um, 
my one of my signature moves is called Roadhouse. And that's just to pop the boys. Yeah. You know? Because on that day we thought it was the funniest thing ever. And it's just it's lasted now ten years. Ah, fair enough. Um yeah, uh Donna Peraza and Lady Frost, great match. Interesting that uh Lady Frost went for the Rand Arenas, which I'm all for. Uh Bupinda and Skylar. Okay, happened. Yeah, cool. just just the same as before. I mean the spear from middle rope looks good. Yeah. But mm, I'm I want to I'm not completely sold on on uh, Bupinda yet. But he's just arrived, so um, like I said, with impact with impact you've got to give it time. You've got to give I, it the benefit. I know um I think it was a Max or Jeff was um was saying about how his gimmick is you know, the stereotypical Indian gimmick yeah. which you know you know most indian wrestlers you know they, they carry those gimmicks but i don't have an issue with it because they're celebrating their heritage and india is such a big market for wrestling and specifically for impact that you, you need a um a champion of that culture on your show and to showcase them well and i think Bupinder Gujar is doing a good job of that. Yeah, and you know, they haven't immediately stuck him with uh, Raj Singh, so or mm. Gama. So yeah, you no, know, it's cool. I enjoyed it for what it was, but not still not completely sold. But I'm like I'm going to give it time. Um, so now yeah, we're going to be running a little bit over. Apologies, but it's a it's a big weekend for him. Impact and wrestling general again. So this was Impact. There's only four matches been announced, but it's not a good four matches. We have uh, Johnny Swinger versus Jonah, uh, Cassie Lee versus Madison Rain, <laughs> Steve Macklin versus Eddie Edwards, and Chelsea Green versus Tasha Steeles in a number of contenders match for the Knockouts World Championship. Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Who can see winning? And it should be another decent impact. I think Macklin and Eddie is going to be fantastic. You know, Macklin impresses me every week. I think he's brilliant. He's one of my, he became one of my, uh, what, what would you say, channel switcher, fast forward button when he was on WWE to one of my favorite people to watch. He's just knocking it out of the park every week. I love him. I think he's tremendous. And him and Eddie, you know, Eddie is the low-key best bout machine in Impact. So, yeah, I, I think those two will have an absolute banger. Yeah. And then the, the Chelsea-Tasha um, match, I can see that going to some sort of no contest and it being made a three-way at the pay-per-view. Um, oh, we'll, we'll get to the sacrifice predictions in a moment, but, yeah, I think it, it becomes a three-way. I'd be more interested in in a three way than I would Mickey versus Tasha again or Mickey versus Chelsea. Yeah. <sighs> See, I uh, I've made my feelings clear on Chelsea Green, so I'm not going to go into it. I'm just not interested in this match. I, I I'm just I, it should be a good match, and since that they can both go, and if, you know, I want Tasha to win, I really do. 
and I like uh, Tasha's comment uh, on Twitter a few days ago that if she loses, she's going to retire and become a TNA cage dancer. <laughs> I, great stuff from Tasha there. I mean, that, I still that want to... aged well. The old, uh, well, I mean, it's twenty years old now, but the the yeah. cage dancers, Lollipop and uh, whoever I can't remember the, the names of the other guys. Did they have names? I generally didn't know they had names. Lollipop was one of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I seen a bit of that. I've watched the mostly Asylum, yes, but I didn't know they had names. Mm-hmm. The last thing I saw, last uh, when I watched. Some years wise, as um, I think it was the Midnight Express. No, it was the the Dups. It was supposed to be the Dups versus the Midnight Express, but Midnight. Uh, but I think I think it was Midnight Express. Are you sure it wasn't the Rainbow Express? Rainbow Express. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, it's a big leap. Yeah, Rainbow Express. Excuse me. The Dups wouldn't wrestle them, so James Storm and uh, Chris Harris took their place. They wrestled in jeans. That's the last thing I think I saw. I believe so, anyway. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, our truth from Killings winning the world title. Oh, Could yeah. One of the other. From I'm Sam sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know which one I thought about. That's what I watched. Was. But yeah, um, yeah, I didn't know that names. But yeah, Chelsea Green, Tasha Steels. I want Tasha to win because I want Tasha to be knockout champion. So Macklin versus Eddie. Yeah, I can be a banging match. Kind of got different styles, but also quite similar styles. So interesting to see how it works out. Cassie Lee, I, I'm a huge inspiration guy, but uh, it's Madison Rain as well. I'm, I'm all for seeing more Madison Rain because she she's she's a legend and will inevitably be a Hall of Famer. Okay. If this is her last year, I think she's going to the Hall of Fame this year, unless oh. it's unless it's Jeff Hardy. It's going to be one of those two, I think. Shit. Oh, there's so many people you can put in. Yeah, it's quite a few. If, and, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see AJ go in if um, WWE will, will give him the weekend off. Yeah, I mean, what's October? What's that? I don't think what, what pay-per-view week, what pay-per-view month that is for October, in October. Oh, I can't keep track. They're probably in Saudi Arabia. Probably. <laughs> it might. I think it might be... Is it Survivor Series? No, Survivor Series is November. Okay, so... Well, they might I don't know, Survivor Series in Saudi Arabia. Probably. You heard it here first. Survivor Series this year is in Saudi Arabia. Someone clip Pipe that. stamp it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm also seeing uh, Cassie Lee, Madison Rain. That's the Hall of Fame. Just going on a quick, quick tangent. I think it'd be AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, or Madison Rain. I'm going to say those three. So I'm excited to see who it is. But And then uh, Johnny Swinger with Jonah. I mean, I hope this works out more for Swinger in the fact that it's a longer match than uh, Zicky Dice does. But I'm also hoping, I've been saying this for years, since Zicky Dice was in NWA, I want the team of Johnny Swinger and uh, Zicky Dice. I want that team. Yeah, it's not going to be a... Like it's not gonna be like tag team winning, tag team title winning team, but it'll be an entertaining team with a great, funny dynamic, which Impact do comedy very well. And those two very entertaining wrestlers should be a good tag team. So I'm all for it. I still need to so see yeah, what's going on in uh, Swingers Dungeon. 
Oh, we will have to. We need to, need to get cameras in that dungeon. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's uh, Impact last week and this week coming up, as well as Sacrifice Card. Uh, it's Impact is on that. For Orphan Steiners, it's uh, half past one in the morning and uh, 1 a.m. for everyone else. So a bit to be good card, good show. But now it is time for that final 10, 10, 10, 10. Uh, which is going to be, as as usual, um, just before we go home show, we will give our, our predictions for Sacrifice. So I'll off the card one more time for those who uh, missed it. Or, uh, it's Moose versus Heath for the Impact World, World Championship. The Influence versus Inspiration for the Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. Jonah versus PCO, Violet by Design versus Go Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. It's either Charity Green or Tasha Steels versus Mickey James for the Knockouts World Championship. Trey Miguel versus Jake Something for the X Division Championship. Eddie Edwards versus Rhino. And Alex Shelley versus Jay White. So, yeah, it's got, uh, we'll go, we'll go Moose, no, we'll go Shelley versus Jay White. So, what's your predictions on that? Who can you see winning it? And, anything you can see happening in that match i think it would make sense for jay white to be accompanied by chris bay and shelly to be accompanied by sabin because sabin has not been announced for a match i think you can't have shelly on the show without some interaction with chris sabin uh full time at anfield 2-1 i'm not offended by um i I didn't see us Get going much further in the FA Cup, but yeah, a two-one is certainly not a disgraceful loss. So and you still got, still got further than United. So. Yes, exactly. Um, Leeds United, I presume you're talking about. Um, I think, I think Jay White is uh, is going to win the match. Um, he's got too much momentum um, with the new Bullet Club, Bullet Club four point oh four life. Um, yeah, four point I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't see Shelly coming back um, and and w- winning against Jay White, who is one of the most in-demand wrestlers in the world right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's gonna be a banging match either way. So, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Jay White on this one as well. Yeah. I just can't see. I mean. Shelly coming back in, he doesn't need he doesn't need to win. To be honest, neither neither does Jay White. But yeah, I I think Jay White is gonna win because Impact seems to be getting behind him quite a bit. Mm. I'm all for. Uh, so uh, and then we go to let's go with Eddie Edwards versus Rhino. And honestly, with this one, it's it's gonna be Eddie with help from I don't know more. Yeah, Eddie. He can't. I mean, I know he's facing Mac in this uh, tonight, tomorrow. Um, but that, no, Eddie isn't going to lose this one. I don't no, know more. Maybe Lish gets involved in this one. I don't know. But Eddie Edwards is going to uh, beat Rhino on, on this one. Then, then it's, it, it, I, I hope this is going to lead to uh, Heath or maybe actually. Joining up with Impact, Team Impact, and eventually at, maybe at Rebellion, 
having a um what's the one I'm looking for? Max I'm looking for. Um, machine guns versus the wolves? No, uh, lethal lockdowns. Oh, yeah. I think five and five lethal was it six on six? It was six on six. Mm. I think I think we'll see some sort of I don't know more versus the front line at Rebellion, but I think they'll do the brawl for Supercard of Honor. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's where you'll see um yeah, it's some sort of war games. War games style match. Yeah. Uh I, yeah, I I I think we are we have to have a lethal lockdown at some point. We will promise a lethal lockdown and we have to get it. <laughs> it has to be coming. I think they should do lockdown as uh, one of the Impact Plus specials this year. I hope so. Maybe that's, uh, maybe they do that in uh, July or something, and that's where you do the blow off. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. See now, because because when they were going to do lose a lockdown, they had just random teams from together. I felt like, and, but each team had a knockout, which, which I, I enjoyed. Mm. So hopefully. But that uh, was where I believe where Taylor Wilde was originally supposed to re-debut. Right. So, but obviously that dastardly COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Beth Reed on Eddie winning that one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, now it's the Exhibition Championship. Trim McGill versus Joke something. I know my prediction straight away. It's, it's going to be Trey. Yeah, I think Trey retains. Um, but it's going to be a great showing from Jake something. The guy's been on fire since I presume they re-signed him. He's, you know, he's another guy that, you know, overused phrase of the show, knocking it out of the park. Yeah. So, yeah, Jake's going to have a great show and he's talking a lot more, which I like, and he's yeah. delivering his promos, which I like. So, I still think he needs a manager, a mouthpiece. If they could turn, if they could turn him heel I think that would be cool but now I can't see it so much mm. when he was after the Dina stuff I thought yeah they could turn him heel and put him with a mouthpiece but nothing's going to work necessarily but I, I still think he needs a manager but who I have no idea uh, so then we go on to the Knockouts World Championship uh, Charles De Green or Texas Steels maybe both Versus Mickey James for the Knockouts World Championship, and I'm, I'm going to say Mickey retains, either in either way. Okay. Um, a lot of times we have the, the same predictions, and that's not very fun. So I'm going to say Chelsea wins the belt. Oh. I'm going to say if if it is a three way, which I hope it is, I think Chelsea wins the championship. Okay. And then that's where you start. Um, the, the the heel turn. There's right. no way of, of putting it. The, the heel turn of Chelsea Green. Maybe they do do the, the full um, major player thing in Impact with Brian Myers, VSK, Chelsea, and potentially Swoggle if you like, and Smart yeah. Marks there as well. Yeah. You know, get, get that group in. I'm all for it. They're, they're doing well everywhere they go. I think Matt Cordell has now got six titles. Which yeah. is, I like the T-shirt where it says "The Fed was my Indies." I, I like. That. <laughs> I, I haven't that's seen great. that. That's great. Yeah, fucking great stuff. Um, 
but no, I think Mickey's going to retain. And... Yeah, I, I, I can see that happening if it's a singles match. Yeah. I mean, is that at Rebe- I think, yeah, at Rebellion, I think we'll get the blow off of Deonna and Mickey titles versus titles. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see that. Um, I think, I think yeah. that happens. I, uh, in that case, I hope you're right. I hope Mickey retains, but I'm, I'm sticking with my prediction of Chelsea. Okay, uh, and the Impact World titles next. Tag titles on there. Uh, it's Violent by Design versus the Good Brothers. As much as I want Violent by Design to take the titles off the Good Brothers, but unless they have help from GOD, I can't see it happening. But I will say Violent by Design for now. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Good Brothers for the same reason I picked Jay White. Um, Bullet Club 4.0 for life. Uh, have that momentum, and it wouldn't make sense to take the titles off them just yet. But yeah, it's cool. I, I like that you said VBD. I would like to see it. Yeah, VBD needs something because mm. <laughs> they do. They they're still fine on a level at the minute, but they are slowly creeping below it if they keep losing momentum all the way. Eway lost that no surrender, which wasn't a big, big loss, but it's still sending them down that slippery slope. So I hope they pick up the win this week. An impact against with with God against Bullet Club, so which I forgot to mention earlier. But yeah, it's happening. Violent by Design, God versus Good Brothers and Jay White. Well, here, and here's the thing with I mean the rule of negative momentum. If VBD and God go over Bullet Club, um, on Impact tonight, then the Good Brothers are definitely retaining. Yeah, that's usually where it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I hope BBD win because if they lose because of the, of the GOD, I don't think that hurts brothers too, brothers too much. They've been ch- champions for a long time and they should have lost the titles a long time ago because obviously with the, with the Bullet Club thing, it's cool, but it still doesn't change my mind on the Good Brothers. It's... Maybe I can I can stand it for a bit more longer now, but not too much longer. Like you've given some, they give themselves some more time with this, but eventually it, it has to take its time off, off the good ones. Mm. But if it's not VBD, who who is it? Who takes the belts? Exactly. It, I guess it could still be God. Guess it could still yeah. be, but Motor City. I hope so. Hope so. That'd be great. Um, it could but, be um, OGK. Yeah, I, mean, I, that, I would love yeah. to see. <laughs> could even be the Wolves. That would be nice. I'd like to see oh. that. Um, no, uh, so next matchup we have Jonah versus PCO, which is a tough one to call, to be honest, because Jonah should win, but PCO is a new guy, like technically an impact, like. I just don't see, I can't see how this one goes because it's an interesting one. I mean, two big men, and obviously, PCA doesn't give a damn what he does to his body, so anything can happen. I don't know. I, who can you see winning, Mrs. Jonah and PCA? So on, on the last two shows, I've predicted a couple of no contests, and they haven't happened. So, I, this right. is the match I would go for a no contest. But because Impact don't seem to be doing them at the moment, 
Certainly not on paper. Not um, I've, uh, I'm going to have to pick a winner. And it's flip of the coin. Um, I'm yeah. going to go PCO because he's my guy. Okay, in that case, I'll go Jonah. Wicked. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, he seems more likely to me in this scenario, but anything that can happen with, on, a, on a no more. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. The influence versus the inspiration. The knockouts, what taking titles? I'm fully, fully, and all will be fully behind the inspiration. Yeah, I, I think that's where it goes, isn't it? I can't see inspiration losing them just yet. No, they're, they're going to break the record of EY and ODB. They're going to, it's going to happen with this, this team. Yeah, but I still see more of them in the ring on TV. We, get, we, may get, we may be getting a singles match tonight, tomorrow. I still want to see more of them on TV because, like, maybe it's maybe it's part of their contract that they don't have to work TV as much. But they they're on your roster. That um, the TV audience, TV live TV audience, doesn't get to see them that much in the ring. They get to see them on the screen. Like that's not mm-hmm. what they're for. If, if you put them on every poster. Fans almost expect to see them in the ring, in front of their eyes, not just on a pay-per-view or or on on the screen. So I hope we get to see more TV stuff from them because they're they're not acting champions. I'm all, I'm almost I'm almost forgetting about the titles. Yeah, a little bit. If, yeah, so I hope I to see. I can't see the inspiration having Brock Lesnar-style contracts where they only do a certain yeah. amount of dates. I can't see them, you know, having enough pull to get that contract i also can't see them even wanting that style contract i think they want to work um it's just been an unfortunate set of circumstances recently i think going forward we we do see more of them on tv i hope so because i said i've been a huge fan of inspiration the iconics since nxt i mean those there's a uh wwe women's tag titles were made for them Mm. They didn't get I was them. Um, I was right. at that WrestleMania when they when they oh. won the belts. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just love that moment. When it's time for Impact, I'm so so happy. Because mm. uh, it's always been a big big fan. Um, my my sister Steph, uh, she doesn't like them at all. She's not a fan of the inspiration. Why? I think, uh, she doesn't find them funny. Which I know a lot of people don't. I think this this is a com- conversation, a massive conversation for another time in terms of comedy wrestling. A lot of comedy wrestling is very forced, very choreographed, and therefore not organic. But the the way you know the the influence, oh, the inspiration, well, both of them really, um, the way they talk and. It's obviously not set up jokes. It's just the way they react to each other and to the people that they're talking to. It's very organic, yeah. and so in yeah. my opinion, they are very, very funny. It's just, it's just them. Like I know, uh, watching their podcast off off her chops. On the first episode they did, where, where straight after Battle Glory, but they won the titles. Like uh, they mentioned that they show up to the TV tapings, do their bit, 
and then they leave. They don't hang around, they leave, which I think they said it's more to do with their uh, nerves of being in a new place. So hopefully that's changed because obviously, because they, they, they were worried that this, uh, this people were looking at, looking at it negatively, backstage looking at it negatively, which I hope isn't the case because they're just, they, they are stars. <laughs> like, they really are stars. And I hope, I want to see a lot more of them in the ring though because they are they're not they're, they're a great tag team they have great chemistry because they know each other mm. and you, you can't fake that so all for that um and then i assume will be the main event uh it's moose versus heath or maybe not actually because because then it's heath but um but yeah it's moose versus heath for the impact world championship moose is gonna win this one I haven't got a second doubt, second doubt in my mind that Moose is going to retain because I can, if like I said, it, 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 just, it, it just goes to Bound for Glory. Depending on where they put Bound for Glory in October, Moose could potentially break, break Bobby, Bobby Moose's record. Mm. So, I, if that is the case, I don't, I ain't got, I'm not, I ain't got a problem with that because Moose has been a great champion so far. Yeah, definitely. And I, I know it started a bit. Uh, frustrating for some people, but it's been a great run. Moose has, I mean, Moose is pushing everyone to get a match for Roman Reigns, and yeah, I'm before that match, like, but if Reigns, Reigns is probably going to lose to Brock Mania, so probably won't happen now. But okay. uh, Moose was a stable, so uh, Moose is going to win this one, and I can't wait for it because it's, it's going to be good. Heath may not have have a lot of people believing that he can win it, but I guarantee there'll be a few moments in the match where you think, oh shit, he's actually won this. This is what Impact do well. Mm. So, yeah, um, I'm saying Moose. Yeah, 100% Moose retains and goes on to beat Bobby Roode's record. 100%. And, And that's that for another week. The uh, sacrifice this Saturday, Sunday morning for UK fans. Uh, impact every single Friday morning for Ultimate Insiders, and Friday during the day if you if you watch on Impact Plus, you can't have to stay up for it, which I get because ugh, it's very frustrating. I have to wait till half one when you have to stay on Twitter because everyone's tweeting about the first half. So yeah, that's that for another week. Impact is going to be banging. Uh, yeah, imp- available if, 99p on Insiders if you watch Impact every week for 99p a month. 4.99 for a month for the Ultimate Package where you get to watch the Plus Specials and uh, Impact do this thing now uh, TNA Tuesdays uh, show their t- uh, TNA, old TNA pay-per-views on, the, on YouTube and it's a chat along with people watching it as well, which is very cool. I haven't caught one yet because I don't, get, I don't get alerts. My alerts on YouTube are, are buggered. But well, the most recent TNA Tuesday was uh, Turning Point 2009, which is one of the best wrestling pay-per-views of the past 20 years. It's the one with um, the main event, AJ, Joe and Daniels for the world title, not the X Division title, the, not the one that got five stars, but still absolute classic. Also, Kurt Angle versus Nigel McGuinness, Desmond Wolfe. 
Oh, which was amazing. You've also got, um, I think it's Beer Money, Motor City Machine Guns, and the British Invasion for the tag titles. You've also got Homicide versus Amazing Red. You've also got Bobby Lashley versus Scott Steiner. It's a hell of a pay-per-view, you know. Um, check it out on TNA Tuesdays. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Desmond Wolf, uh, just above next in you would see Desmond Wolf with the numbers don't lie. Speaking of numbers don't lie, it is sacrificed this Saturday night, and it's just going to be another. It should be another just another great Impact Plus special, Impact Insiders Insiders special, whatever they're called now. It should be a great match, great show. Just it's, it's Impact. They're doing so great this from since Hard to Kill, banger after banger after banger. So. Yeah, go check all that out. Uh, every Saturday, uh, get to check out the Mothership live on Twitch at 8 p.m. Central in the States. If you East in the States, which is 1 a.m. for us in the UK. If you can't, if you don't want to stay up for it, I get it. Uh, but then it's uploaded to YouTube so, uh, Sunday around uh, around 6 p.m. for us in the UK. So go check that out. Uh, for like what you uh, see here. Uh, you can follow me at Mr. Impact Cray. You can follow Nixon at Peter Nixon ESQ. You can follow us, what, what we're all doing, at TNW Channel. So much stuff coming up uh, with uh, Jeff, Lucha, and uh, yeah, it's with uh, the LOL Tree and A stuff. So just go take all that out. Should be, should be a lot of fun. Plenty, plenty of stuff coming out. Uh, follow, drop a follow on. Twitch at twitch.tv slash TNIW channel and help uh, get to 82 followers before episode 82. Mm-hmm. And just just enjoy what we do. If you like what we, if you like what we do, drop us a comment. Or if you listen to us on audio on Spotify, give us a rating. If we, you're now available on Apple Podcasts, so write us a review. And if you start writing us reviews, we might read some out. Comments. We want to start reading your comments out. What? Tell us if you want us to talk about anything, or if you want uh, to, if you want to see a certain wrestler on TBN chats, let us know. Um, in the works of hopefully getting someone, but we'll let you know in fact when that as and when that develops. Oh, we've got some great stuff planned for TBN chats. Yeah, it's but. For that, you can go check out uh, episode one with Lizzie Ever, episode two with Ricky Knight Jr., episode three with Len Davis, and episode four with PJ Knight. And just, yeah, anyone you want, just let us know. We'll try our best. <laughs> That's all we can do. Yeah, I know we've gone. Long, I know we've gone really long today, but it's been a, a really fun episode, and uh, I don't think people mind us going long. Um, if you listen to us, or if you watch us, and you don't um, follow the TNAIW. Uh, the main show, The Mothership, with Jeff and Max. Uh, it's the way, you know, that I enjoy um, TNA discussion, I- Impact Wrestling discussion uh, via podcast. And uh, their stuff is really entertaining, uh, really insightful, informative. And it's uh, listening to that is the way that I, you know, came into contact with Craig, and it's the reason we're doing this show now. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, let's go out and check what they do because without that, I wouldn't be here. 
fixing what we hear is what we're happening. So if you enjoy what we do, go and check the mothership out. Because it's all love, all wrestling. Just we need yeah, to like, we need to get a t-shirt for pro pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh hope we did have a plan for t-shirts. Hopefully we'll be working on that. And t-shirts will be coming soon. You've seen the t-shirts just made already. Like who kidnapped Joe and and the TIW chat member. So just go check them out every Saturday night, Saturday morning for the UK on Twitch. And just, just enjoy it. But I guess that is that. Now that is that for another week. <laughs> uh, you can catch us every Thursday on YouTube. Plans to go live very soon. So keep tuned for that. Uh, and you can catch next week will be our sacrifice review and we might throw some other stuff in there but until then until next time I've been the MIC he's been Nixon and will continue to be Nixon until next time goodbye my friends <laughs>